This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Wednesday, April 14th. This is episode 329. I'm Dan Ellis, joined in fucking studio. Holy shit! What? <laughs> by, oh my god. By three awesome peoples. I'm so excited to have you guys here. We've just been hanging out for several hours now and shooting the shit and drinking and chatting and doing wait, things and junk wait, and stuff. Wait, Dan, did you say you're joined by three awesome people? Uh-huh. That would be Mr. Ryan Duffy. Yes, sir. Mr. Taylor Grin. Uh, hey, hey. And Ms. Sandra Sparks. That's me. <gasps> oh! <laughs> like, we're all humans in the same room. Vaccinated in, humans. In, yeah, yes. vaccinated humans in the same room, chatting within close proximity of each other. And it was really fucking weird when you guys first got here. Like, it felt you weird and awkward. You stood across the room for two hours. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you we noticed. We weren't sure, like, you how to You eat dinner interact. in the other part of the kitchen. <laughs> it's, I, I don't know, it, it just, it felt weird and foreign to be in close proximity to other people without even masks being worn. Right. And, yeah. Eye contact was weird. It's like, okay, hang on. I can't look at my keyboard. I need to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very, very strange. I I think I've adjusted now. I feel like and, you have. And and I've I've gotten over my initial I don't know, just weirdness of the whole thing because it's been a year since we've had people over to do anything <laughs> like like you're you're the first humans we've seen other than ourselves and close family members usually at a distance and and or masked. Yeah. Uh yeah. for for quite some time. It's like uh I think Sarah is very excited to have you guys come over tomorrow because she just sent me a message saying, by the way, I got marshmallow sticks and marshmallows. Um, it it might rain, but if you guys are okay, they're Dude, okay I'll with that. Dude, I'll stand in the fucking rain. I'm, I'm down. Now, that being said, if there's not Sarah. chocolate and graham crackers, I'm picking oh, those don't up worry. on the way. She should have yeah. Oh, I'll just eat the fucking marshmallows. Well, I mean, you might, s'mores. but I'm, it, like, I can't not take advantage of that. Mm. Sarah will light a candle and make s'mores. Mm. Nice, nice. Mm. Have you guys done s'mores in the house? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Sarah has. I'm usually like, it's kind of early for that, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> regardless of the time. Yeah, regardless of the time, it's s'more time. <laughs> it's always time for s'mores. <laughs> yes, always. So I am just thrilled to have you guys all in studio that I finally got put back together earlier today after your arrival. I. Of course, have just still maintained my normal busy fucking schedule that is getting tiresome, and I'm sure everybody's tired of hearing how fucking busy I am all the time. Mm-hmm. I know I'm tired of talking about it. I was about to say, nobody's more tired than you are, Dan. <laughs> but uh, so I ended up having to work half hour past when I was supposed to be off because I was in a meeting uh, because I'm thinking about uh, changing what I'm doing. I'll still be working at the IRS, but I'm thinking of changing my position there because I'm getting exhausted and burned out with what I'm doing. So I'm uh, potentially exploring some other opportunities and was in a meeting that ran 
a half hour past when I had originally said I would be available and you guys ended up just camping in my driveway for half an hour. So Only I'm, like 10 minutes, actually. It, it really Sorry. wasn't that yeah. long. Oh, okay. Okay, good. Uh, but yeah, so uh, things things are going okay, but uh, there may be changes in the in the near future. And if they if they do change, it'll be a change for the better. Uh, mm-hmm. This This new thing that they're, this new initiative that's starting at work that I am trying to get into that will be Pretty cool if I can get into it, but I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, what have you guys been doing? Uh, well, let's go with Ryan. We'll huh? go. We'll go around. We'll go uh, clockwise here around the table. I'm just working on my backyard. Still got the uh, garden boxes made. I saw that. I saw Sarah had posted a video of you inside one of the boxes oh, yeah. with a with a drill. I think. Yeah, I was uh, screwing all the metal panels in, and no shit. You didn't seem happy in the video. No, I was kind of exhausted. I don't I don't like working out in the sun too much, even though I love working wildland fires when it's hot and shitty. But there, you don't get sun because you're covered in smoke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Just you can't breathe, and, and yeah. then you can't really even see the sun. It's totally different. But like duck squatting around in them, zipping all the sheet metal screws in. The next day, I was like, I feel like I just did a huge like leg workout where I was just doing nothing but squats for an hour. <laughs> so I was just duck walking around this thing, popping screws in, and I'm like, yeah, that's that how you get hurt. that thick ass, Ryan. I got a thick ass already. I don't have any ass really at all. <laughs> I love how this conversation has gone full circle. For I have this a patch of already. skin with a seam in it that's very hairy. That's... <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say with semen in it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, not today, anyway. Hey, Mom, glad you're listening. <laughs> we don't judge. Tell you what? <laughs> no, that would be uh, that would be a totally different thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. Have... <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> uh, no, uh, that's uh, yeah. I'm. I... <laughs> I don't even know where to go from there. I yeah. I, I have. I have like negative ass. It's all migrated uh, from my ass to my belly. It's just all moved forward. Like my hair falls off of my head and attaches itself to my shoulders and back. And. Yeah. For some reason, my ass too. Like, <laughs> what little I have, but basically my legs just attached to my waist. That's that's what happens. You don't look that weird. <laughs> that weird. Thanks. Thanks for the call. You're welcome. Uh, so you've been you've been building the flower boxes and stuff in the backyard and digging up grass and well, digging up to put all the pavers down here. Hopefully, maybe even next week or the week after, get the oh, patio all done. Right, yeah. You were basically extending your patio out by using pavers around. Yeah, yeah. around what's there. So uh, it'll be a 13 by 13 converted into a 21 by 21 foot patio. Nice. So Much less grass to mow and yes. have the dogs ruin and chew up and tear well, up. And... Or just water. Yeah. Oh, true, yeah. So, yeah, we're going to be zero-scaping the entire front yard, and that's going to be the next large project after Woo-hoo. this one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've been thinking about doing that with our yard. I just would have to find time to Your do it. Your front yard's yeah. so pretty. You've got so many flowers. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, it's it it looks very nice, I think. It's very welcoming. And we don't, yeah, and we don't have a ton of grass. Like, the most grass we have is there in the front yard, and even then it's not a huge patch or anything. We've got a lot of other landscaping and bushes and Trees and plants and all that kind of stuff. Grass is the ultimate example of how everything is made up because that's the weed we just chose to keep. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we keep the other weeds away from this weed. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and it's and it's not natural to this state. What grass? Yeah. Oh yeah. The grass that we grow on our lawns it does not grow here naturally. Oh yeah, it's it's not Utah bluegrass. It's Kentucky bluegrass yeah. that yeah is yeah. the predominant thing that we use here. And we pay for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kentucky mm-hmm. bluegrass. I thought this was more of like a like a country or pop kind of state. <laughs> Lindsey Sterling, you know. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, in the Motab, you gotta you gotta throw yeah, in the absolutely. Motab, Motab yeah. grass. Uh, what? So, and you you two fine people, Sandra and Taylor, have arrived here in Utah. You've been here for a little bit now. Yeah, we've been here a few days. We were um, I, frequent listeners will know that I've got a, a close close friend, um, basically family member who, um, you know, has has been ill, um, and we, you know, that that drives you to make time for people, and so we we drove out to spend some time, and um, we built a fence, which sounds bad, but actually was very fun. Um, like we spent a few days, like, I mean, obviously we hung out, but also we spent some time building a fence. Um, we pour, we poured what must've been like what, 20 posts for the fence and put up a few of the panels. Yeah, yeah. And then that big ass windstorm came yeah. through yesterday. Um, and big so, windstorm ahead of the, of the actual rainstorm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so luckily we didn't put up too much of the fence panels, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, it's just been, it's been a really good time. Like it was. I don't know, like the kind of thing that I needed, like it, it got me back to my like roots, so to speak. And I feel refreshed now. It was, it was one of the most peaceful four days that I've had in many, many years. Oh, nice. <laughs> if not ever, like it's, it was just, yeah, it was really good. It was, I don't know. It was like being home. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So. Feel, you felt like somebody had just wrapped a warm blanket around you and pretty much. Yeah. yeah like. Like normally I'm fairly anxious about a lot of things, like even just being here in a room as opposed to like back home at my desk. Like I was feeling a little bit of anxiousness because it's like, oh, there's humans near me and like I'm behind a different <laughs> mic and all that like uh, anxiety until I started speaking. Right. And it's like, um, you know, I'll be thinking about like money or what we're going to do with Sweden or like what's in the news. And like I just tend to be a fairly high anxiety person. And for the last four days, I've had literally none. It's been amazing to be a part of a family unit. Yeah. Like, I, I just haven't experienced that very much in my life. And to to feel like just one clump of, of awesomeness and intellectual conversation was the best. And and acceptance. Like I don't think I don't think I've ever known anyone to be as accepting a human being as, as Eric. So That's awesome. Yeah. Um I mean like and that's no offense at you guys, but like he's just like like a fucking Buddhist monk that way, you know, like, and he is not like a monk, but he's, you know, in that particular way, he's just like, no, like you are who you are. You're okay. Like, just, you know, do your thing. Like, this is what about you is excellent. And he brings that out in people. And it's just, yeah. That's awesome. I mean, he did get you to do some free labor. He, I mean, yes, absolutely. He paid us in delicious food. Oh yeah. That is we true. Had so much good food. Well, and, and no, like I'll, I'll actually repeat, like, that is a thing that he does, but it's not merely for the labor. It's that all of the different people in his life um, can then look to like, oh, I, I made that fence, right? Like whenever they go to his home, it's like, no, I'm a part of this. Like, yeah. I, I'm well, and it's memories that you shared with that yeah, yeah. person. Yeah. Right. I am, I am here. I am built into the foundation of this home. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And, and like, it's really fun being here and shooting the shit with you guys, but it was hard to fucking leave today. Yeah. Like, that sucked. <laughs> it was somber for like 20 minutes and we were just yeah. like, fuck, we gotta, we gotta go do other things now. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. this is great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, was, I was sitting in the uh, classroom. It really sucked thinking about having to come over to your house. No, no, no. Damn it, gotta go I talk was, to Dan and Ryan. I was, uh, I was sitting in the that. classroom uh, yesterday. Um, we were guest speaking, and I turned to Sandra because I had just gotten your text saying when you were available, and I was like, man, like the real, the real meaning of um, ambivalent is not I don't know which way or the other, but I feel very strongly both ways. And I turned to Sandra, and I'm like – I can't wait to go to Dan's house. I don't want to leave here. <laughs> Why can't I have both? <laughs> well, that's very nice. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are, I, I'm thrilled to have you guys here. This has been awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah. This is, I'm, I just, I'm beside myself with just joy and excitement and happiness that everybody's here and we're like sharing space in the same room. Yeah. And it's been a hard year. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a weird year. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, lots of weird things, lots of difficult things, lots of things that I think everybody has learned about themselves and other people around them mm-hmm. that maybe they didn't want to know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think we learned, like, we unfortunately learned that for a lot of people, their personal comfort is literally more important than the safety of others. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And I'll never forget that in yeah. those people. Yeah. I'll, I'll never forget their selfishness. Oh, yeah. So there's things that I didn't know I had to learn. Like the fact that I require an office. Mm-hmm. I have to attend class at like three in the morning for various reasons. And I have to do it in a communal space. And it is the actual worst thing that could possibly exist in my <laughs> life at the moment. Um, I need That's an something office. something I'm going to giggle about. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's worth You, you got to laugh or you cry. Like, yeah. It's one or the other. Yeah. But, um, I, I'm so happy that I learned that and it's like set in stone now. I, I have to have an office. So it's not all bad. You gotta have your own space to be able to block out the distractions from the rest of the world. Right? And not have to whisper to my poor classmates who are trying yeah. to figure out what the fuck I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I, oh. I I know that feeling. Yeah. Speaking of which, um I just realized because I've already told you guys and I, I put it out on Facebook, but um I got in. Uh, Malmu University selected me for a media and communication master's program. I was going to go back to my semen crack. (laughs) (laughs) See me after the show. Uh, Okay. (laughs) I know where you're sleeping. Let's step into your office. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. So I... I will be at the same university as uh, as Sandra, and doxing me, huh? Yep. Yes. I don't think we had established that, but it's Have okay. Have we not established that you were at Malmo? It's okay. Well, I, okay. I mean, this <laughs> no, isn't it's, live. it's really we fine. Cats out of the bag. <laughs> no, it's good. I yeah. just don't think we had mentioned it before. Oh, had we I not? thought we established that you were on a laptop in the bathroom in your office. Oh, yeah. I'm shitting right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> How did we get here? <laughs> Zero to 100. Yeah. So we have some uh, things that have happened in the news recently and some other things that we were kicking around before we started recording that we're going to be talking about. And we'll do all of that after we get back from this here little breaky. Okay. Hi, this is James Huber, author of Kissing Hex Ass, and you're listening to The Godless Revolution. It's all Christianity, people. 
The little stupid differences are nothing next to the big stupid similarities. He's right. Can't we all get together and concentrate on our real enemies, monogamous gays and stem cells? Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. All right, and welcome back. We just took an extended break that went all over the damn place. (laughs) (laughs) And But I saw some really fucking cool shit that Sandra's doing, doing a cross-stitch of the show logo that I didn't know you were doing that's very, very cool. Yeah, I'm having fun with it. We're we're hoping that it gets done before we leave town, I'm and if really it doesn't, trying. we will ship it. <laughs> she had the idea like a week ago and started work, and she's like, "I'm going to get this done," and then got to like three days before we left town. She's like, "Fuck!" I had been doing nothing but sewing for a week before we left. Like mm-hmm. that was it. Yeah, she'd be sitting there like reading her textbooks for class with a needle in hand. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um. So. We got some good news and some bad news recently for the atheist community. It's something that I've been thinking a lot about while I was driving out here and just kind of in those those in-between spaces. So very recently, a Gallup poll was released that mm-hmm. showed that for the first time in 80 years that Gallup has been measuring, less than half of U.S. adults claim a church, synagogue, synagogue or mosque as their place of worship. Woo! Um, so when they started in 1937, 73% of Americans belonged to either a church, synagogue, or mosque. And from now on, I don't want to say all three, so I'm going to say church, but know that that's what I mean. Yeah. Or you could say a religious organization. No, it's a little different. No, because I mean, they're, they're specifically looking at the Abrahamic meeting houses. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the ones belonging to the like people of the book, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it reached a high of 76% uh, a decade later. And has declined since. Well, for the first time ever, that fell below 50%. 47% of U.S. adults claimed membership to a church, um, which is pretty fucking cool, mm-hmm. right? But there's some bad news. Um, Friday, the Supreme Court pushed a ruling out of what's called the shadow docket. And basically what that is is it's where the Supreme Court decides to take up a case but does not actually hold, like, arguments for it. Um, There's no presentation or anything like that. They basically just pick up the facts of the case and make a ruling on it and send it down to the, like, uh, what do you you call them? Like the appellate court court, that that drove it to them, right? And in this uh, uh, ruling they made, they said that a – I'm not going to get into like the defendant, you know, prosecutor, like all that legal language. I'm sure opening arguments is going to cover it in a week. But mm. basically what they said is that um, if in California and now probably across the U.S. because of the use of like precedent in our legal system, if a state issues some sort of like safety regulation like California did with COVID where they said you can't have big gatherings of people. If there is any sort of secular exception, like, say, grocery stores or gas stations, automatically there must necessarily be an exception for religious purposes because religion, according to that Supreme Court, is protected under the First Amendment. And so they're saying that, like, if there's a pandemic and it forbids gatherings of individuals unless it's, say, a grocery store, then there must also be allowed Bible studies at people's houses. Which means that in a pandemic, people gather together in small rooms 
which which negates Jesus. the whole fucking idea of a lockdown or yeah. or shutdown of yep. things because then people are still congregating in large groups and spreading shit among themselves mm-hmm. and then amongst everybody else that they interact with. Correct. Yeah. Um, and this is this is part of a growing trend. So analyses have been done that show that the Supreme Court um, has largely been neutral on religion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in approximately 50% of cases, it'll favor religion. And in approximately 50% of cage, uh, cases, it will disfavor religion. Until about five years ago. What happened then? Hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, so recently, um, the court has started favoring religion in, in extremely high amounts. And it is literally the five Trump or not five Trump appointees, but the five uh, justices on the Supreme Court who were appointed by Republican presidents mm-hmm. that have been incredibly favoring religion. And the big thing that I wanted to talk about is that I think we as a movement need to shift, right? Um, I remember listening to atheist podcasts and reading blogs and that kind of thing back in the, uh, like the early aughts. So you're saying as an, as an atheist movement. Yeah. 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 I think that we as an atheist movement might need to start rethinking our strategy, right? Because Mm -hmm. groups like Americans United, um, military association of atheists and free thinkers, um, you know, American atheists, yada, 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 the whole alphabet soup of our, yeah, of our special interest groups, right. Mm. Have, predominantly tried to prevail in court cases where we Mm. point out that like religious groups are getting special treatment or the equal protection ought to be offered to organizations that function like religions without actually having a belief in a deity. And that's been successful for us, right? The satanic temple has made some pretty good grounds. The American humanist association has made big grounds with their, with their secular celebrants. Um, A lot of like religious special treatment in schools have gone away but I don't think that's going to be a valid strategy anymore, right? The courts used to be a good neutral referee in these kinds of cases, mm-hmm. but I don't think that they're going to be that anymore because for, for the two years, the last two years of the Obama administration, um, appellate judge judges and federally appointed judges were held up in Congress mm-hmm. by Mitch McConnell. Butter. So, so hundreds of positions uh, were left open. And then when Trump took office, they were, Fucking machine gunning young heritage foundation uh, uh, promoted justices or or judges into Mm. these positions and justices onto the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. And I think that unless uh, Biden considerably increases the um, the size of the federal bench, um, not just the Supreme Court, but on like the actual federal court level. Mm-hmm. Um, which has been proposed by some legal theorists. Like right now there is a massive uh, – You're talking like the federal district courts. Yeah, 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 because there are way more cases than they can handle. They need more judges. Sure, um, yeah. The, the justification – Yeah, there's a giant backlog that they're always trying to work right, through. Right, so, yeah. but, but typically it's like you don't create new seats, and, and there's an argument that maybe you should create new seats. And we just got news that the, um, the Congress uh, – both houses of Congress are looking to increase the number of justices on the bench – uh, in the Supreme Court, to thirteen, um, yeah, which is big fucking news. Oh and, yeah, and the legal arg- or the the like justification they're giving is basically there's thirteen district courts, uh, so there should be thirteen seats on the bench. Mm-hmm. 
And it's been that high before. Right. It's nothing new. Mm-hmm. And it's been so, lower before. It's yes. been seven before. There's yeah. no constitutional provision that says how many people serve on the court. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but so all of that aside. Yeah, right? it's that the number is set yeah, by yeah. Congress, right? Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. so my point is, though, is that like right now the judiciary branch of the government is stacked against – um, atheism, right? It's stacked in favor of Christian nationalism right, right now. Yeah. And so what I'm arguing is that we as an atheist movement ought to be moving in the direction of trying to affect the legislator, uh, legislature, right? So one of my buddies, he doesn't follow the show, but he's just a guy I know, posted this article. On he's the fr- just a guy I know. He's just a dude I know, just my buddy. <laughs> um, so he posted this, uh, this article that was um, on the Friendly Atheist um, that was like, prompted or promoted by uh, the American atheists, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's this Harvard professor who does a cooperative congressional election study every year. And he does cross-sectional analysis. So a lot of times when you look at demographics, they'll look at like, okay, how do men vote, right? How do you know um, Jewish people vote? How do Republicans vote? That kind of thing, right? So what he does is he actually breaks people down into a cross-section. So he looks at what political party are you and what religion are you? Right. So he would break down, for example, like um, agnostic Republicans, right? Catholic Democrats, et cetera. Right. So, so it's it, like a subgroup within. Yeah. So he breaks down. He he basically says like, OK, so you're a Democrat and you're a what religiously. Okay. Right. Or you're a Republican and a what religiously. And mm-hmm. when broken down that way, the <laughs> largest um, voting block using that kind of intersectional term were white evangelical Republican voters Mm -hmm. who made up 13.1% of the electorate. Right. Mm -hmm. So of all people who vote 13% of them are white evangelical and Republican, which is Mm -hmm. massive, right? That's a huge single group because they tend to vote in a very particular way. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. 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 They, they, they vote in Mm -hmm. on mass together against or for whatever. And, and this is, we're going to be generous here, right? Because if you take the nuns who are democratic, right? And that's going to be atheists, agnostics, and nothing in particular. Mm-hmm. And that's why I add the caveat because nothing in particular can be everything from like people who don't care to people who believe in horoscopes, right? Yeah. But if you take – Or have some vague airy fairy notion of, right. you know, oh, I'm – yeah, I'm spiritual, but mm-hmm. not religious. And I and my my definition of religious is that I have to belong to an actual church. But here's here's where I think it matters, right? Yeah. If you take democratic agnostics, atheists, and nothing in particulars, mm-hmm. they make up seventeen point six percent of the voting population. Hey. A huge amount. And but, the reason why I think but it, we're also very neglected as far as we targeting are. that group. But we're right, also yeah. super progressive. A lot of people who are atheists, agnostics, and nothing in particular, even the airy-fairy horoscope people, um, want life to be better, mm. right? We we want society to do the work that individuals or corporations wouldn't be inclined to do. Well, and it's not just that we care about our own uh, about our own interests and and sake. It's that we want to make sure that we're protecting other marginalized groups mm-hmm. as well, right? Like, I maybe it's just me you know, thinking highly of, of my, of my own self and ideals, but I've always viewed a lot of my political opinions as being the thing that drives me to not only care about what's good for me and my team or brood or whatever, however you want to, you know, 
classify it, but that I care about what happens to people outside my own group. Mm-hmm. Like I want to try to improve things for as wide a group as possible, mm-hmm. yeah, not well, just my people. Yeah. Well, it's like Sandra and I can't have kids, right? We don't want kids and not, and we made it so that we can't have kids, but like we're happy for our like property taxes to go to a school district mm-hmm. because I don't want other people's kids to be stupid assholes. Yeah. So yeah. I've got a question for you about that data set. Yeah. Um. So that is people who actually vote. Yes. Okay. Yep. And so it, what it, it is a sample oh, okay. size yeah, that, that of 61,000 yeah. people. Okay. So what it doesn't include is the marginalized people who are kept systematically from mm-hmm. voting due to things like gerrymandering and mm-hmm. ID requirements. Or, or Georgia. Or Georgia. <laughs> right. And so it's, it might actually be low is well, what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that white Republican evangelicals are probably overrepresented in such a study. Mm-hmm, yeah. And and so but but I don't want to get too much in the weeds of like that study in particular because my overall point going back to it is that our previous strategy when I say our I mean like the big A atheist community mm-hmm. has been to create societal structures that perform the jobs that religion has historically performed and then to wedge our way into the social space and do those things to do charity, to help people out, to do um, um, like life phase ceremonies, like weddings and funerals. You're a celebrant, right? Mm-hmm. And like yeah. I was, but I let my, my thing lapse and I need to redo it at some point. I just go online and pay them the five bucks. Yeah. Well, it's been so long <laughs> that I need to like re yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a, I'm a uh, priest in the church of the flying spaghetti monster. Yeah. And and I was a secular celebrant for the American Humanist Association. I need to yeah. get that re-upped. Um, so the thing is, is that, yeah, historically we filled those spaces and then we would try to do that. And religious states would try to stop us. And we would go to the court and say, no, we're doing the same thing. Let us keep doing the same thing. And that worked, right? That's why that's the whole model of the satanic temple. And that's that was one of the victories that AHA was very hard fought in one mm-hmm. is to allow secular celebrants and and people to perform ordinances mm-hmm. for weddings and shit like yeah. that. And and until the judiciary changes, right? Until we have found a way to repair the damage that Trump and the rest of the Republicans did, I don't think that's a valid strategy anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I think that what we as the atheist community need to start thinking about is how can we um, make an impact on the legislature, right? One of the things that comes to mind for me is that um, a, a group of other atheist podcasters did a um, like a telethon kind of thing on YouTube and raised like, fuck, what was it? Like a quarter of a million dollars or some shit like that for um, uh, Raphael Warnock, mm-hmm. who is a priest, right? Yeah. Um, in, in Georgia. And so much so that- Her pastor, like, yeah. Yeah, sorry, you're right, pastor. Um, so much so that like one of his major campaign advisors ended up coming on their show. And like, can can you imagine, right? A, a campaign advisor for a religious Senate candidate coming onto an atheist show, right? 10 years ago? No, oh, absolutely no. Yeah. the fuck not. No, dude. Fucking what? It was it was less than five years ago that at the Utah Pride Festival here, atheists of Utah and the Godless Revolution were shunned by Equality Utah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Because we were atheists. Yeah. Right. We were right. walking around interviewing different groups like, 
is like, we're not interviewing you like as an atheist exactly, but we just want to get your perspective on pride, gay marriage, what you're here for, what you're promoting. Yeah. Like, why are you here at the pride festival period? And then it was, okay, yeah, sure. I'll talk to you. Oh, and by the way, what organization are you with or who are you representing? Mm -hmm. And we said, oh, we're with, uh, uh, Atheists of Utah and God's Revolution podcast. I'm like, oh, we can't talk to you. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. sorry, I can't. I can't talk to you anymore. So, so my big point is, right? If I can, if I can, kind of envelope this into something like a call to action, right? Yeah. Um, it is super easy for us to like pat ourselves on the back and say, "Fuck yeah!" Forty-seven percent of people are going to church for the first time ever. We're not Denmark yet, guys. <laughs> um. Right now, more than ever, uh, the wall of separation between church and state is is crumbling because of the changes that were made to the judiciary. And we need to take that seriously. And I think that, like, when I say we, I mean you. Like, you listening, um, look at who is running against, like, the county commissioner, right? Look at who's running for city council. Look at who is running unopposed to a position that might not even be full time. You know, there's a lot of local government positions that are not even full time. It's something you show up to like once or twice a month. Um, but you're involved and you might be the only person, uh, to run against that other guy or the only person to run. Like I voted before where there was literally no name yeah. next to a box for a government position, right? Mm-hmm. Every, every election I've ever voted in, in my life has had somebody oh, yeah. running. So we need to do that. We need to start identifying politicians whose values align with us because you know damn well that that Christian nationalists are saying, well, this person is, is you know, anti-life, right? So you should vote against them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we need to be doing the same thing. We need to start – addressing the legislature we need to start donating money we need to start phone banking we need to be aware and we need to like run for lower level offices it was so important in the early days of the atheist movement for us to come out right like that was the biggest thing that we were hearing is that to try to normalize yeah 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 Yeah. so that somebody could say oh yeah i know an atheist and he Mm -hmm. doesn't like drink the blood of babies right (laughs) (laughs) and and the next phase is for somebody to be able to say Oh, well, no, my town councilman is an atheist and hasn't been a problem for me. Right. They didn't like ban prayer in, you know, like my kid's seminary class. And it's not a big deal. Like you don't have to make you don't have to make a federal case out of it. Right. (laughs) Just just like to say, oh, no, yeah, I'm an atheist. No big deal. Yeah. You know, you're religious. I'm not. Yeah. And And, and I want to make sure that you can continue to practice your religion and I cannot. And we both do that in the privacy of our homes. Yeah. And if you want, you can game the system. Like the uh, transgender Satanist who got, I think she won the seat for the county sheriff because nobody was running for it. Ran right? unopposed. Yeah. And she put down as she was a Republican. <laughs> yeah. And every, well, unopposed and put Republican, but she got all the votes. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they saw, oh, R. Then they learned, oh, shit, we voted for a transgender Satanist. Because <laughs> you didn't do research, you just thought, "Oh yeah, the Republican." Check the box. I just saw the R next to their name and thought they're uh, on my team. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, again, we're going to be talking about this book a lot more, right? But um, we've all been reading the founding myth in mm-hmm. preparation for our stuff that we're doing on on Christian nationalism, and like, 
the Enlightenment period is really important to me. The foundation of liberalism, big L liberalism, um, as as an idea, is very important to me. And at its core, it's a secular idea. It's this idea that like whatever religion you may have, it has no business dictating public policy. It has no business dictating the laws that govern all of us in this country. And I think that we need to start being better statesmen. You know, if you if you pardon the gendered term, like we need to be better statesmen, people who are involved and informed and, and involved doesn't mean making angry Facebook posts. Involved means showing up to city council meetings. It means running for for local positions, yeah. donating money, donating time, knocking on doors and, and making phone calls like we have to be a part of of our own governance because for the first time ever in America, it's possible. There are enough young people. I was involved in, in starting up um, secular humanist services at the air force basic training in Lackland Mm -hmm. um, a long time ago, back in like 2013 now. And last 2013, I was already out of the military for a few years by then. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Last I checked, something like 20% of basic trainees in the Air Force go through that service. Oh, yeah. And those are those oh, are yeah. the 17 to 21-year-olds, right? Those are young people. And it's – you're almost – well, going – when I went through in 2002, it was go to church or mop floors. Right. And it's like, well, fuck, I don't want to mop floors and fucking polish – fucking floors so i guess i'll go to church and just fucking twiddle my thumbs and listen to some dumbass say a bunch of stuff yeah yeah yeah. yeah. and and like i'm not tooting my own horn what i'm saying is is that like something that started out as seven guys in a hallway now fills the same space as the catholic Mm -hmm. services and draws just about as many people Mm -hmm. And, and anecdotally somebody that's really close to me who just went through basic training went to humanist services and Mm -hmm. also went to all of the other services that were offered mm-hmm. because he had no experience with religion and he came out of that a humanist. Right. And right. it was really cool, but he took the time to go to all of them. But, but we have like the, the old ways are dying off, right? Demographically. And the, the people who are starting to acquire the right to vote are perfectly okay. Voting for a non-religious person. Mm-hmm. For the first time in our lives, being an atheist isn't an immediate disqualifier for mm-hmm. office, regardless of what the law says. Mm-hmm. We need to fucking do it. Mm-hmm. Like it, 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 our time is now. We need to stop twiddling our thumbs and saying, "Well, I'll, I'll never make it because I'm an atheist." You don't have to make a big deal out of it, right? But if somebody asks you, say so. But just try. Oh yeah, and also vote every two years. And not for a fucking third party. Right. Please. <laughs> and please stop doing that. And you have some, to work within the frame that you're provided. Yeah. And sometimes your local votes may take place at like a totally different day. Yeah. There are some local votes that will take place in like a fucking June. Figure out when it is. Be involved. So I, I'm going to push back on you a little bit. And we haven't had this conversation beforehand. Ooh, well, fight, fight. No, 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 no. No <laughs> fight. No fight. A, a, a thought experiment. Okay. Not even that, really. It's just a comment. But <laughs> oh, I was hoping for some thought. Oh man, I have to get out of my armchair now. Right. The last time that I was here, we talked about how atheism is simply a statement of not believing in a god. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I wonder whether or not 
it is harmful to run a political platform only on the things you don't believe in. So like when we're an if I'm an atheist running for office, I'm running on humanist values. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so like I I think that part of it is we need to own atheism but recognize and separate it from what we fundamentally believe in. Mm-hmm. And and that's a distinction I don't see being made in your argument. Well, so well, I, I think it would be made because even with a, a religious person, like, mm-hmm. okay, they believe in God. Right. Now we go to what do they believe? What God do they believe? And, right, right, right. And what, and, you know, and, where do they take their stuff yeah, from? And so even as an if atheist, you take somebody, like, yeah, be like, I'm an atheist. I don't believe in God. Mm-hmm. These are the humanist values I right. do have. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And, but and how even many if, people know what a humanist is? Not a lot. Take some explaining, yeah. Yeah. which is hard. Well, if if you take for granted the religious person that their religion is the like sole or primary thing dictating their views in life, that's their so, driver for yeah, everything. yeah. So mm-hmm. so they may it be like a single issue person. Yeah. So they may say like, oh well, I believe in like pro life, right? That's that's like the majority of their platform, and otherwise they just say like blanket Republican, like just putting our next to my name and I'm going to campaign on being pro-life, right? right. And, and pro-cops yeah. or something like that, right? Though we have no real platform these days. <laughs> these yeah, yeah. are the things that traditionally we have stood yep. for as Republicans. The, and, and people will vote for that, yeah. right? And so I would say that the the opposition to that is, yeah, like being an atheist uh, informs me that I think that evolution should be taught in schools because mm-hmm. the alternative to that is creationism and it's bullshit. Yeah. Being an atheist uh, informs me to be pro-choice because I know that the only like functional basis of being anti-choice is a belief of like fetuses being ensouled at a certain point prior to like birth, right? Typically mm-hmm. at conception for the Catholics. Well, um, then it just sends them to Jesus faster. Like, what's the big fucking deal there anyway? At a certain level, <laughs> you could campaign on being an atheist solely for wanting to like build a wall of separation between church and state. And like, mm-hmm. you are correct. It should be, I would argue, must be more than that um but like you can't go tit for tat with somebody who's like no i'm a republican preacher and i'm running on pro-choice yeah well and and i think you know in in defense of both of your points really it's just that you don't even necessarily have to make your religious beliefs or lack of religious belief a major part of your platform it's just yeah yeah it shouldn't matter because we have by design, what should be a secular government, so your religious beliefs shouldn't play a part in any of this at all. Yeah. And you can just say, you know, I'm I'm a non-believer. You're a believer. That's fine. I want to work to protect your rights as well as my rights as a non-believer mm-hmm. that you can worship how you choose as long as you're not harming anybody else. And I can mm-hmm. worship not at all. But, and but that I'm should actually, be fine. I want to push back on that where you said it shouldn't matter. It It doesn't matter that it shouldn't matter. Because, because right it now matter. it does. Yeah. yeah. Right yeah. now, Christians in in the Congressional Prayer Caucus and the Heritage Foundation are doing everything that they can to create a theocracy. And simply on that basis alone, qua atheism, we need to be fighting back against that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I learned something very interesting recently from Andrew Seidel. Oh, hey. When do you think we started saying uh, the whole at the end of like when a president gets done saying something else and you know then God bless America God bless America yeah, yeah where do you think that started fifties maybe sixties Reagan 
Yep. Was it Reagan? Yeah. It was Reagan when he was clawing fucking tooth and nail because he knew he was going to be kicked out of fucking who, office. Who here knows? <laughs> two two part question. What around when do you think "In God We Trust" was our national motto? Mm-hmm. And what was the motto before that? Well, it was nineteen fifty three. Well, there's so so and there's two that, like it was e Yeah. Well, there's two. They were both in the fifties. One was for our currency. One is the national motto. Mm-hmm. And before that, it was e pluribus unum. Yeah. yeah. Out of many, one. Right. Or what was what was on the first minted coin from? Was it uh uh. Not Jefferson. My ass. Um, <laughs> I actually don't remember the total of it, but it was the first minted coins basically had, you know, um, it's basically the quotes from the Enlightenment movement mm-hmm. were on the coin. There was no in yeah. God we trust. No, right. absolutely not. It was, yeah. Yeah. no, in science we fucking trust was basically almost what it came down to. Like, hey. Right. And and Thomas Jefferson famously took a copy of the Bible and stripped all of the supernatural yes. bullshit out of it and only took like aphorisms that were compatible with the enlightenment. Yeah. But that was also kind of a racist and not racist. Cause he, uh, from my understanding, the Thomas Jefferson Bible, they, he stripped all the supernatural Jesus shit out of it. And also was here. Native Americans. I mean, here's a Bible, right? But like, do this, <laughs> get rid of your culture and kind of start following this. This is kind of like your lead in. Doesn't this look so much more yeah. attractive and better for you people? I mean, really. You... Don't worry. We're not going to teach you to read it, though. We'll read it to you. <laughs> you godless heathens here. My word. Martin Luther, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so, I mean, this is this is something I come back to a lot in the episodes that we've been doing lately. But, like, it's super easy to dunk on folks, right? right. Like, we can yeah. do that all day. Yeah. Um, it's a lot harder to go out and do a thing. Right. And it's a lot harder to go out and do a thing and, and fail. Mm-hmm. Right? It's really fucking hard. I, when I was in college, I, um, I was a speechwriter for a guy who ran for County commissioner in, in Washington County. Um, and he lost, right. He, he ran as a Democrat because he knew he wasn't going to win in the primary against the Republican. He ran on essentially a Republican platform, but he wanted to oppose the dude and, and he did not win. And he, the best of my knowledge, didn't try again. Right. Um, Try, try after you fail, right? Or or get behind somebody who might be better at it than you, but get involved. And additionally, especially to all of the people that are in their 20s and 30s, I know I was told that everything would be open to me once I got a college degree and that I could really The world would be your oyster. Yeah, and that I really could only succeed in, in being a scientist until I had degrees. And I didn't learn until almost uh, halfway through my master's how much involvement I could have without that piece of paper. Mm -hmm. You can get active right now while you're working towards your education or what, when you're not doing education at all, you can be involved no matter what. Yeah. But it's, it's like Sandra said, um, atheism is saying, you know, no to the question do you believe that there is a God and we need to, we need to engage in positive atheism as well. We need to say, well, not only do we not believe that there's a God, but we positively believe that a government that respects the separation of church and state is a better government to live in and take personal direct action to ensure that that government exists. And the way by do the way to do that is to 
run in elections and to donate to elections and help win elections. And that the government for the people, of the people, and by the people shall not perish from this earth. <laughs> you're really damn good at those quotes, by the way, Dan. Like, you're a damn good voice actor. Don't oh, know if you know you. that. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I do, uh, do some voices here and there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's quite Stop famous. that, take the compliment. <laughs> well, thank you. Hey, this is Mark Nebo, the founder of the Normalized Atheism Campaign, and you are listening to The Godless Revolution. Well, cockily doodly do, little buddies. Let's thank the Lord for another beautiful school day. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord? That sounded like a prayer. A prayer. A prayer in a public school. God has no place within these walls, just like facts have no place within organized religion. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! Motherfucking Arkansas. Those sons of bitches. I fucking hate Arkansas so much. <laughs> we hated Arkansas last week. We didn't even say it on the show, though, but we hated Arkansas last week. I hate Arkansas every fucking day of the week. I've hated Arkansas since 2014, but that's a story Ugh. for another time. <laughs> but, you know, I thought this year was all going to be Republicans and conservatives just attacking trans stuff. Uh-huh. They were forcing all that bullshit through. Now they're trying to slip some fucking creationism through this motherfucker, too. Oh, no, they didn't. Wait, Arkansas, is that where the Ark Encounter? No. No. That's no, where that's Kentucky. That's Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. Another place where they fucked that their cousin. That would be too punny. I'm sorry. Some other banjo playing cousin humping state. Yeah, they're trying to push two bills through mm. to, to teach creationism in fucking school. Mm. No, as banjo. Yeah. I think we've talked about <laughs> the teach the controversy thing and how fucking stupid and ridiculous that thought is because... There is no controversy. Like, that's the whole thing that the Flying Spaghetti Monster Church yeah. was created around, was teaching the controversy. Yeah. Yeah. Religion has no business in schools any more than science has business in churches. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to put that Simpsons clip <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this story comes to us uh, by way of the Godless Revolution podcast community, and... Which who it was which, uh, Janet Uter. Yeah, Janet Uter shared this in the Godless Revolution podcast community. Uh this is from KATV.com. The headline says Creationism Bill passed in Arkansas House headed to Senate. Little Rock. Arkansas public schools could be impacted by two new bills that were passed in the House on Wednesday. Representative Mary Bentley sponsored House Bill 1704, which would allow for teachers to use the creation theory in science along with the evolution theory. Quote, I've had teachers in my district ask me if we could please make it available for them to be able to discuss some scientists that truly believe the theory of creation should be taught in school. Well, that's good. If you're looking for scientists, there are none. (laughs) Bentley said, adding that it could be taught along with a theory of evolution, not in place of it. Bentley said this bill would allow teachers the option to use creation theory, but it does not force them. State Rep. Deborah Ferguson questioned the bill's legality, and this is a tweet from this person. Oh, no, sorry. The the quote from the person is, It was decided by the Supreme Court in 87 that you could not teach creationism as a science. You could teach it in philosophy or religion class. So your bill specifically says 
It is to be taught as science. So why would we do this when the Supreme Court has repeatedly ruled that it is illegal to do that? Ferguson questioned. Bentley responded by saying that the Supreme Court has changed its mind hundreds of times. E.g., now that there's a 5-4. Yeah. Yeah. Ferguson also asked if this would allow for all religions to teach their creation theory in science as well. I think it's open for debate. No, you don't. They have been debating this for thousands of years, and I think our students learn more when they discuss it and debate it in the classroom. I'm sorry, how long has Bentley the American said, education system been around? Like, truly been a around? Bit. Yeah. Yeah, thousands of years? <laughs> no, religions have been debating for thousands of years on who's right. See, they fought wars over this. Mm-hmm. They fought wars over a lot less. Yeah. <laughs> University of Arkansas at Little Rock professor Renee Schrote Lewis said she's a Christian herself, but there is a difference between faith and science. Yes. Quote, This just really does not belong in a science class. If we think about the definition of science, science requires that you have evidence and also that you are able to test in order to be able to figure out that evidence. So unfortunately, we are not able to test whether or not there is a higher being of any sort, Schrote Lewis said. And that's where the whole fucking thing of faith comes in, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. This next paragraph is is super critical. (laughs) Schrote Lewis said that if students are introduced to the idea of creation theory at formative ages like kindergarten, it could muddy the water for them. She said they won't understand how the basic mechanics of science works because they are going to have that intermingled in with faith. Which is the goddamn point. Yeah. That they want. Yeah. If you want to teach religious shit, do that in your fucking church. If you want to teach public education, do that in your public schools. And like they already teach that shit in church, what they want is to undermine the legitimacy of science by having the trusted people, the trusted authority figures in school, present false information because even kindergartners know the difference between a priest and a teacher. Mm -hmm. Or they want more butts in church. I mean, por que no los dos. Yeah, that's where I was going. (laughs) Story continues and says, but it wasn't the only bill passed in the House on Wednesday. Quote, If your main outlet is that you are providing abortions, you are not going to be checking those agendas on those or those beliefs at the door when you come in, Rep. Mark Lowry said. Rep. Lowry sponsored House Bill 1592. It says no public school or open enrollment public charter school shall knowingly enter into any type of transaction with a person or group who performs, induces, or provides abortion. Lowry specifically mentioned Planned Parenthood. So we keep waffling between talking about kindergartners and Abortion? people old enough to get <laughs> pregnant. I love that that uh, that juxtaposition. Yeah, 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 that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, that's a fine way to conduct yourselves there, Kentucky or Arkansas. Sorry, same thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mississippi, Kentucky, Alabama, Arkansas. You know who you are. Get out of my brain! I was just about to say that. Everybody else hears an accent. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just, I, why are we still having this fucking argument after the scopes trial, after decades of argument about the separation of church and state? Why are we doing this? I've got this Taylor. I've got this. 
They don't argue in good faith. Yeah. <laughs> Let me break out the cert quote. Hey, do you want to read the quote? <laughs> it's, it's because now the courts are stacked in their favor mm-hmm. to get their way. Mm-hmm. Which courts means we as atheists different. need to start working legislatively. Mm-hmm. Indeed. See, I knew this, this article would bring it all back around. Yep. There we are. We're real good at coming full um, oval? oval circle. Yeah, oval. <laughs> Full oval. <laughs> uh, so in between segments, the middle segment and this segment that you are listening to, dear listener, we had a very long, expansive, fun, philosophical conversation about all kinds of shit, really. Marvel. Like, like it started out talking about, I, I mentioned that Tony Stark is kind of an asshole. <laughs> and it went from there. Went everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And we will be releasing that as a separate uh, Patreon episode, a bonus episode for our Patreon patrons, because it was a prolonged discussion that <laughs> were I to include it as a, you know, from the cutting room floor for... It's a whole, it's a whole new episode. Yeah, it's it's like an hour-long discussion about stuff. So I'll release that as a separate bonus patreon episode that and you can get access really to that cool. for as little as one dollar an episode yes you can yeah for as little as one dollar per episode you can go out and listen to this and if you are uh questioning whether our speakings and talkings and presentings to you of the things and stuff and junk is even worth a one dollar per episode then you know two weeks from the time that this drops available to the public that bonus Patreon episode will be available to you as well, where you can go out to Patreon, download it and listen to it and then decide from there if you would like to contribute. But I think it was fun. I think it was a very cool discussion. I like having those kinds of discussions with people. Yeah. Um, But uh, we will make that available to our patrons as a just separate bonus episode. It's not going to be uh, from the cutting room floor in this or anything. So you're welcome. Godless <laughs> rambling. You get to listen to two, uh, listen to a couple who disagrees. That's always fun. But like, that doesn't get us screaming and yelling at each other, which is pretty cool. <laughs> I know it's almost like you can have an intelligent conversation with somebody when you disagree without yelling. Mm-hmm. This is something that I've learned. <laughs> She's making me sleep on the couch. Cancel culture. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it was. I thought it was a great discussion. It was a lot of fun. I like. I said I love having those philosophical existential conversations with people i think they're fun too um alcohol was involved in the making of this conversation (laughs) but it was a lubricant not a like detriment no no slip and slide and i'm the soberest person here because i have to drive (laughs) this is true Mm-hmm. Fuck. I live here so I can Sorry. get as drunk as I want. <laughs> yeah, you're get, starting to get that red face going on, Dan. Yeah. Uh, before that'll wrap things up for us. But before we go, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon patrons. That would be two skeptical chaps Alan Firth. Don't be a Richard. Hunter Grin. John McCullough. Ollie Olson. Sinead Duffy. <laughs> Steve Kuno. <laughs> Steven Andrus. Theodore, ah, Selen. Selen. A new patron. Thank you. Uh, Tiffany Hudson. Vanessa. All hail, Peanut Buttra. I got to do it this week. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew Vodapich. Corey Ebert. Jeff Peterson. Jeremy Goodson. Uh, uh, Megan Mitchell. Utah Outcasts. Wesley Aaron. Freethinker215. Chad Pryor. Janet Uter. Uh, Nico Gonzalez. 
Purple Dragon. Savita Kuna. Avocado, my cat, whom I miss so much. <laughs> Tim Jacobson. Trisha Weir. Hi, Mom. <laughs> Patreon customer service sucks. Donkey balls. And James. Holy shit. $10 an episode. Thank you, dude. Woo! You're our favorite Patreon patron. <laughs> Thanks, James. And thank you all for being patrons. If you, dear listener, would like to become one, you can do so easily by going to Godless... No, that would be wrong. You can go to <laughs> patreon.com slash godlessrevolution, where you can contribute, as we said earlier, uh, as little as $1 per episode, and you get all kinds of fun things. And you help us keep the show going, and we love and appreciate you ever so much. If you think the outtakes that you hear at the end of this episode are ridiculous, you should hear the ones that the patrons get to hear. <laughs> uh-huh, because I usually include extended uh, outtakes for our Patreon patrons. And I'm good at saying stupid stuff. <laughs> You're a pro. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's been fucking awesome and fantastic to spend so much time with you guys here in the studio. This has been, uh, I just feel, I, I feel filled up. Like, like my cup runneth over. <laughs> Your beer's not with, empty yet. With, with just joy Gladness and happiness to have you guys here and to have spent this time with you. This is awesome. This Thank is you. Fun. It's been a blast. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having us. And shit, man, I, I would say we need to do this again, but we will. <laughs> yeah, but let's. Uh, the last time we were here was 2017. Let's not make it a gap that long. Yeah, next time. Yeah, yeah definitely. We'll, we'll bring our asses out here. We'll make it happen <laughs> more frequently. Yeah. Yay! Go get your vaccine if you haven't already. You should be eligible in like. The 19th, I think, is what Biden said. And if you're not, no waste lists. Do it. Call your pharmacies. It was an hour of calling pharmacies. We got on four lists and we got vaccinated the next fucking day. Do it. It is worth your time. It is worth the stress and anxiety that you have over getting vaccinated. Because we are half vaccinated and we're sitting in the room with two people who are fully, fully vaccinated. vaccinated and it's the first time being in a room with people without masks in a year oh, it feels so, so nice. good yeah. and i'll like, just say my microchip works great <laughs> dude that 5g though picking up oh, 5g yeah. like nobody business <laughs> am i a crazy person yes all right also yes <laughs> He sneezed and nearly headbutted me, and that quickly became the sneeze butt. <laughs> and so now, now headbutts are sneeze butts. And so when I had that, like almost sneezed in her, like at her. <laughs> oh wow, my. that went that went somewhere um, weird. Visualizing the yeah, yeah. So so when that happened, I'm gonna sneeze in you, baby. I'm gonna sneeze in you so hard. Um, <laughs> so I I um Sorry, I visualized. Mom. I highly doubt that I will have no reaction, but if that's the case, yeah, just as long as I'm not moaning in the background, <laughs> I feel so bad. Yeah, Brains. yeah. Dan so. said I might be nauseous, and this fucking sucks. <laughs> Get me drugs. Yeah. Isn't that called a strawberry shortcake? Uh, no, that's what. Hang on, Whoa. this is not allowed in the outtakes, Wait. but I will tell you what that is. Oh my god.